Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. It is wonderful to have you here again this week. I hope you are faring well wherever you are and moving through the current experience that we are having with a sense of peace and relaxation now. Hopefully you have uh, reclined back into it and you're allowing yourself to start to ask the questions about what you really want in life and what dreams you have and if everything that is going on in your life right now is working for you. This is an opportune time to consider making changes that are more fulfilling and more exciting for you, your family, your life. Today's show is a perfect segue into stepping into that because we can call on unseen help to assist us whenever we need it. And I have a guest today, Corinne Grillo, who most definitely has had the experiences and the training and has the ability to share with you that angels are available to you all of the time to help create the magical adventure uh, that life can be. Corinne Grillo is the author of The Angel Experiment and the founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. She's a trained psychotherapist, angel channel, healer, and teacher. And she's helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel angel empowered. She um, has written this beautiful book called The Angel Experiment. It's a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. And uh, after reading it, I knew absolutely for certain that I wanted to take the next 21 days and do this with my 10-year-old son. I think it would be a wonderful way to introduce children into how they can access their angels. They kind of already do. They speak to to uh, unseen energies all of the time. But this is an age where sometimes they start to get conditioned out of it. So what would the world be like if all of our young people actually had an introduction to the archangels and other angelic orders. From Corinne's book, Throughout human history, invisible, benevolent beings, known by many names, have been written about in sacred texts and revered as messengers of the divine that aid humanity. Several classes of angels have been described over the millennia, and she focuses on nine orders of angelic beings described in the Judeo-Christian texts, the seraphim, the cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, Powers, principalities, archangels, and angels. Corinne says to think of these nine orders as large teams of angels that execute unique duties within the universe. Welcome, Corinne, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's a delight to have you here. Oh, goodness. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I think now is probably the perfect time for all of us to call on the angels for some help. (laughs) (laughs) They they sure are coming in handy lately. (laughs) Yes. Yes, most definitely. Um, I've got listeners that that probably tap into angels all the way to listeners that don't believe in angels. Talk a little bit about whether angels can work for us, whether we believe in them or not. 
Uh, yes, absolutely. They can work for everyone, whether they believe in them or not. And how I know that is because I did not believe in them and they still worked for me. I, I had an angel encounter and and it was a really huge uh, event where I witnessed a miracle. And then after that, I was like, okay, angels, let's do this. Um, and so I uh, went on a journey to really discover more about them and, and over the years have worked with thousands of people all over the world, some of them even atheists. Uh, but when they work with the process that I teach and and really essentially invite them in just in case they're real, uh, radical things can happen. Mm. I, I love the story, the miracle that took place in your life that kind of had you really pause and say, okay, something is going on here and it is so much bigger than me. Would you mind sharing that story with us? Yes. Um, so, uh, so the thing about being kind of an angel ambassador is that people think that you were in a way kind of gifted and born that way. And that wasn't my case. I was not born with a, the silver angel spoon in my mouth. I struggled for most of my life with a, an extreme, extreme depression. There was a lot of hardship growing up. And, uh, and then, so one day I was in my, probably about 10 years ago, I, uh, I was going through a particularly rough time. I managed to uh, get a husband and, uh, and a daughter, a beautiful daughter, and I had a house, and I had all the things that society uh, prescribes as, you know, the, the the road to success and happiness, and I was really miserable. And so how I uh, medicated myself was through drinking about a fifth of tequila every couple of days and and uh, taking a lot of Adderall and a lot of antidepressants and, and really burning the candle at both ends. And, uh, and, you know, the irony is that I was a, a psychotherapist <laughs> at the time mm-hmm. while all of that was happening. I know, I know. So, um, so yeah, so a friend of mine bought me an angel reading and, uh, I didn't know really what that was an angel healing. Uh, and so I went to this thing and, and within the hour, it was really, um, no, I had, could feel, uh, energy running through my body. I felt a presence with me. I felt happy. Um, but that was just, you know, after the first hour. So when I was leaving, she said, talk to the angels as if they're real. And I was like, okay, I will do anything because what just happened to me, that was really cool. So let's, maybe angels are real. And so I, um, I started talking to them and right away, angel synchronicity started happening, meaning, uh, hey, you know, I'd be driving in a car and angel, show me you're real. And I remember seeing a laundry truck drive right by called Angel's Laundry Service with giant wings on the side of the truck. Mm. And, and so little things like that, even though there was still room for doubt in my mind, whether or not I was just making it up or it's just a quote unquote coincidence, but so much of it had happened. And also I was starting to feel better that I just kept doing it. So after about three days of that, I was driving through one of the ghettos of Los Angeles um, and I used to rescue gangbangers uh, off the streets and try and help their families um, and things like that. As a, as a therapist, that's what I was doing at the time. So that's why I was driving through the hood, going to a client's house. And as I was driving, a bird dropped from the sky, landed directly in front of my car. This was on a residential street. So I stopped the, the car and I slowly drove around it and I saw it was a bird with a broken wing. And uh, was trying to push itself up, kind of scooting itself around with the other wing. So I felt horrible and I didn't know what to do. 
So I used my new trick, which was calling on the angels. So I said, hey, angels, can you help this bird take it out of its suffering? And I felt horrible for the bird, but you know, I'm not a bird expert. I didn't want to get out of the car. I'm in the middle of the hood. It's kind of dangerous neighborhood. So I just asked the angels to help it. And as I drove around and I looked through the rear view mirror, uh, I noticed that the bird started kind of doing a little weird shimmy on the ground. And uh, so I stopped the car to check out what was happening. And as I watched, I saw a small bird jump up from the body of the larger bird and fly away. And then another small bird jump up from the body of the bird and fly away. And then a third bird that was a little bit smaller and a little darker jump up from the body of that bird and fly away. And uh, and as I kept watching, there was no bird left on the ground. So I didn't care that I was at that point. I didn't care. I was in a dangerous neighborhood. I got out of the car and I looked at the ground and that bird was gone. And so I saw that bird divide itself into three healthy birds fly away. And that moment is the moment that changed me. Mm. That is such a powerful story, and I love the symbology of even the three and even the coloring. Um, my own work, uh, my book is Conversations with the Universe, and it is about the way uh, the universe is constantly talking to us, and you certainly mm. had a miracle yes. um, around that and and um, so much that was uh, symbolized through that specific experience. Yes. Yes. And you know, something, Simran, I I don't know why I didn't put this in the book, but an interesting thing about what happened with that bird is that, you know, that, that angel healing that I had, the, the woman was doing energy work on me and she touched my shoulder and she said, Ooh, you got a lot of anger in here. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. And everywhere else too, you know, everywhere else in my body is probably full of anger. And so she she told me, um, she felt into it and she said, you know, this is, this is where your wing was clipped. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, again, at the time I was not a religious person or ultra spiritual. So I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. It didn't make much out of it. Um, and I didn't, it took me a couple of years to actually put those two things together that a bird with a broken wing uh, dropped from the sky <laughs> and transformed. But what's interesting is that that first miracle was not the only miracle. That was just the beginning of this really incredible journey towards um, essentially waking up to the spirit world and uh, aligning my life with, with a different pulse, aligning my life with the divine. So the the same it, the same way the bird transformed so did my heart and my mind and my connection with life so i'm going to go back and it's kind of a similar question to what i asked in the beginning but i'm sure there's some individuals listening that are skeptical about that or don't quite have the belief and so even after that took place that's such a miraculous experience did your mind kind of play with you a little bit to say that couldn't have possibly happened. I must have seen something to where you weren't 100% believing or were you immediately a believer at that point? Well, you know, I think I, I think I, I keep a healthy, uh, healthy amount of skepticism even today. So, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, when something like that, I mean, that happens to me and it took me a while to, 
uh, wrap my heart, mind, and soul around it. So as a as a clinical, you know, I was a psychotherapist a tradi- from a traditional education. It took me a while to really cope with what had happened. And it actually took me a while to actually tell anybody what I had seen and experienced. So yes, I think it would have been easy to put it back in the bottle had I not undergone such a radical personal transformation. So the bird thing was one thing. And then the fact that I didn't wake up every morning wanting to die was a whole other thing. So all of that together helped me make, keep that connection. But yeah, I think a lot of amazing things happen to many of us and we put them in the, we file them away as coincidence as opposed to really embracing the fact that we may not be alone. And I don't think it's important that we believe, as important that we believe in something as much as as it's important that we're open to it. Mm, That's powerful. Yes, just to be open to it. You talk about three of the biggest points that you've learned from working with angels. Would you share what those are? Yes, Um, if I recall, number one was you are not alone, miracles are real, and there's no such thing as coincidence. Mm, You are not alone, there is no such thing as coincidence, and miracles are real. So angels are constantly guiding us in everyday life. Are they always around us? Is there something that's required of us to activate that relationship? They're always around us. And I believe they are always, in a sense, supporting us. But until we make that conscious connection and truly invite them in, it's like it removes the blinders from our eyes and from our hearts uh, so that we can perceive their presence a little bit more because they don't necessarily necessarily show show up with you with a show up you know at your front door with a pot roast and hand it to you you have to uh, sometimes attune your intuition and uh, start learning how to pay attention in a different way to life mm, and and so often you know I think people can struggle with worthiness or feeling good enough to receive that kind of uh, connection do we have to feel worthy? Oh, oh gosh, no. I I think I just described the state that I was in when I had my miracle, which was, you know, drinking a bunch, doing a lot of, uh, you know, I was polluted. My whole body was polluted and I was in full self-loathing back then. So I absolutely knew I was not worthy or that's at least what I thought. And so uh, that's what's so amazing about spirit and with the angels. And that's what makes me know that all of us are equal and all of us have access to this and you do not have to be a pious person or a religious person or even perceive yourself as a good person in order to uh, get get this level of incredible support and open up the field of miracles. Hmm. Now, I know that this book, uh, titled The Angel Experiment, A 21-Day Magical Adventure to Heal Your Life, it's actually based on a course that you did uh, back in 2015 that was in front of an international audience. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about that that course that took place and and how that impacted you as well as the people that were in attendance. Yes. Okay. So I was actually working on a different project and the angels guided me or gave me the intuition to stop what I was doing and to start this other program, which was a 21 day, uh, 
it, they called it, or I called it angelness because it was channeled uh, right before, it, uh, at the end of, in between Thanksgiving and um, Christmas. So they essentially came to me and they said, I have, tw- we have 21 gifts that we want to give to humans and we want, you know, and they showed me kind of the process and, and they said, said they want me to do it now. It's almost like a, an angel hall, ho- angelic holiday. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And I was working with a business coach at the time. She thought I was crazy. She's like, what are you doing? No, one's going to want to do that. And I was like, well, you know, it seems like a fun idea. I just want to see what happens. So I sat with them every day and they gave me a new uh, invocation and a new uh, energy, a new gift that they wanted to give humans and give the people. And so, so day by day by day, that's what I did. And I opened up the doors for it and lots of people joined and and some of these people had never had any experiences with angels or, uh, but we're kind of open to it. It's like, why not? What else are we doing? Let's raise our vibe together. And so we did it. We did it all together. And uh, wow, amazing uh, things that happened. And uh, like uh, some people quit their addictions, their addictions kind of vanished as addiction to smoking. I think the first class we did addiction to smoking vanished and a lot of people's physical pain had disappeared. People with chronic conditions like fibromyalgia, they they reported having a way less pain in their bodies. And and this was from doing a process that took about 15 minutes a day. So it wasn't this huge investment. And, and I, I mean, right away, I was, wow, just feeling so blessed that, that, that we did this because it was in a way unlike anything I had done before. Even for myself, I had never done a 21-day practice. They told me to do this. And so and it was like, okay, crossing my fingers. Let's hope it works, everyone. Um, and, or that's how I feel. Or that's how I often feel on the inside when they inspire me to do something new. Um, and so, yeah, it was really beautiful. And I think one of the main things that happens for people that I find is the most beautiful. Strangely, it's not the fact that people release addictions or that their physical pain often is is supported and helped um, or um, many, many other things. People have financial miracles. Uh, It's not those things. It's the fact that people develop a palpable, real relationship with, with God, with their uh, or creator or source or whatever they want to call it with angels. And often they can start feeling them around them. And I know from that point on, they'll never have to feel alone again, the same way that I did for the first 35 years of my life. My guest today is Corinne Grillo, and she is the author of The Angel Experiment, a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. Find out more about her and this book at corinnegrillo.com. We'll be right back after these messages. you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. 
Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. I want to invite you to check out the latest issue of 1111 Magazine when you get a chance. Corinne is actually in one of the prior issues as well. Uh, They are always free and up digitally, so you can access the current and archived issues anytime at 1111mag.com. In addition to all of the archived radio shows, I have such amazing guests in both places, and it is an opportunity for you to meet a lot of individuals that are doing incredible things in the world to access their work, their books, their websites, in addition to being inspired and uplifted in your own life. They are modeling to you who you are, and you can create and express in the same way. So definitely check out 1111mag.com. And while you're there, look at all of the wonderful new courses that are being created by the 1111 alumni. They are coming together and collaborating to create a mastermind community and playground for you to experience many of them while you also learn how to express yourself. My guest today is Corinne Grillo, and she is the author of The Angel Experiment, which relates inspiring stories that Corinne and her clients have experienced of physical and emotional healing, finances improving, and addictions vanishing. It offers targeted techniques, including the specific angels to call upon for various life challenges. Uh, You will find through reading this book and taking this course in your own way, a powerful way to talk to the angels so that they can hear and you can have yourself uh, assisted in certain areas. You learn how to hear, see, and feel the angels in their lives and how to create a daily ritual of inviting angels into your life. With specific archangels, they'll help you manifest more cash, more love, more peace, and more protection. And she's provided 21 daily angel prayers and invocations that will help 
opened the road to manifesting miracles, in addition to 21 healing meditations that assist with healing and detoxing the heart, the mind, the body, and the soul. You can find out more at corinnegrillo.com. That's C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. Welcome back, Corinne. Um, when we look at what you're writing about and speaking about, um, it is an art as well as a science. Talk about the distinction between the two and how individuals are to approach this to really bring the angelic presence into their own lives. Yes. Okay. So the art of working with angels is opening up to the creative field, the intuitive field, and working with, uh, in a way, learning to work with metaphor and symbolism uh, and bringing some love and emotion into it, some joy into it. So it is an artwork and an act of art. Um, the science itself is really, and that's why it's called the angel experiment, because I feel that you know, it's easy to compartmentalize some of the experiences and angel experiences. Like you mentioned, I could have even compartmentalized the miracle um, that I experienced. So the science aspect of it is to really, uh, you know, science, when scientists uh, approach a laboratory experience, uh, experiment, they, they do their best to, you know, be a little objective. I mean, they have a theory, but they set out to prove or disprove it. And so the science of it is really taking this step-by-step and also documenting, as you work with angels, documenting any interesting, inspiring ideas or any interesting events, synchronicities that happen. And over a time, what will happen is at the end of this experiment, you'll see, um, you'll have a body of evidence with you as you look through your notes. And many of these things you would, you would have forgotten by 21 days later. So um, I recommend Treating this work, especially if you're, uh, what's the word, um, if you have doubt that angels are real or if you're skeptical, I, I really embrace skepticism, healthy skepticism, not skepticism to the point of shutting everything down, but, you know, just trying, trying trying this beautiful opportunity out uh, in work because we all have this opportunity across the world. Uh, angels or benevolent beings are known, have been talked about all over the world. So that means everybody's included. So yeah, the, the, the science of it is just taking, you know, taking record of the work that you're doing of these interesting events and doing it daily, keeping it as a practice. Well, we certainly do have the time right now, don't we? (laughs) Right, exactly. What else are we doing? What else are we doing? (laughs) Exactly. Might as well bring them in. You know, based on the story that you you started off sharing uh, about your life and a statement you just made made about skepticism, I think one of the greatest issues that we all have as human beings is uh, the closed heart. And intellectually, you know, many of us may say our hearts are open, but truly, are they open? You know, it, it, it's yes. a really big difference between a heart being thinking one is open and actually feeling it into being open. And I would think that this practice of 21 days and engaging with the angels, it is a heart opening process. It would have to be a more vulnerable and intimate process to engage in. Can you talk a little bit about the heart space and how in your own life you saw that shift or how in the lives of others you've seen that shift as they have started to work with angels. Yes, and thank you for bringing that up because the heart is really uh, really what we're after here. And um, I think even after, after that first day, the 
the when I experienced the miracle, it was also the presence of love and the electricity around me that showed me that I wasn't just hallucinating. And so, uh, so we we just as as we get older, our, our hearts crust over, for lack of a better word, from the trauma or from the responsibility or from the heaviness that uh, that some of this planet you know can vibrate at. And without addressing, without addressing this heaviness, this crust, as we crust over and get over in life, that means our heart is crusting over. Without addressing it and using tools to to uh, to kind of chisel off the crust, um, we will kind of be floating love at half mass, so that that the energy that I felt that first day was a deep and powerful love that I had never experienced before. It was way more powerful than any love that any uh, love that a human parent can give. Uh, And so what that, what that showed me is that my heart was only doing so much love. It could only do so much love. And then over the years, um, I know that right away, pe- when you say people's heart <clears throat> starts opening, <clears throat> how I translate that is that people start being able to actually receive the love and the presence that's been sur- that they've been surrounded by their whole life, uh, and also they begin to actually have compassion for themselves and for others. So they also become better lovers of others and the planet. Um, our hearts become deadened. We become less sensitive and people think having a sensitive heart is a bad thing. If they cry too much, it's a bad thing because our sensitivity was knocked out of us. We're not allowed to, we were shamed, uh, for having a sensitive heart and for wanting to save the planet. And I, you know, I remember going through that as a child, everyone laughing at me, my family laughing at me for, for, uh, thinking such things. And so, um, so yeah, the, the angels, the, the energy that they use is so high vibration that it naturally starts decrusting our hearts and our energy fields so that we can start becoming ourselves again. Mm, I know that you take individuals through, uh, certain protocols, that support them in talking to angels. And in one of those areas, you discuss the distinctions between prayer and invocation. And it looks like you, through the 21-day experiment, it is more about invocation as opposed to prayer. Can you talk a little bit about the distinction there and why the invocations are used? Okay, yes. So prayer, most, you know, everybody knows what prayer is. You're calling on a higher power to come to support, come to your aid. A lot of times prayers (laughs) happen in a real deep time of need, like, please help me. I need it now, you know. And so, uh, so the thing about prayer is that when you're praying, the intention behind it is, hey, I'm calling on something bigger than me to come to my aid over here and help me over here in this area of my life, and which is a beautiful thing, and I still do a lot of prayer. Invocation, in a sense, opens up uh, prayer. It, it takes prayer to another level, which means it includes a high level of magic. So invocation means that you're not just simply calling on a higher power outside of yourself. You're also invoking inside of you uh, and activating a power to awaken inside of your heart that is divine. So it includes the human as part of the magical formula in this um, in this work. So you're asking the divine to come begin to start working through you to come and heal aspects of your 
of your heart or of your energy body or of your mind that are blocking you from really elevating your life and connecting with your life or even healing your life and, and, um, and uh, activating your spiritual immune system as well as your physical immune system. Mm, spiritual immune system. Talk a little bit about that. That's a, a terminology that many may not be familiar with. How do we have a spiritual immune system? So when we are uh, when we are not in our in our spiritual power, or when our heart's not activated, or let's say we've been disempowered by out external events, which is so common right now, where many of us are walking around disempowered, watching the news, giving our power away to what's happening. So, um, and when we do that, we are more susceptible to negative influences and the negative thoughts and the negative, essentially, beings that might enjoy these negative thoughts and help elevate the negative thoughts um, or, or magnify the negative thoughts. So, uh, to me, a spiritual immune system is is really about becoming so incredibly resilient and becoming sovereign in the kind of attitude, um, a heart space, and frequency that you want to kind of project into into the world, as opposed to uh, plugging into the other fear-based stuff or system. Now, I'm not, now, I'm not saying we're going to be without fear. Fear is going to happen. But how, wh- how long you hold on to that um, really depends on your spiritual immune system and how resilient you become and sovereign you become. Mm. As we're doing the invocations, uh, you have listed also a master invocation. Uh, what, is, what is more powerful about the master invocation or necessary about that one as opposed to the other invocations? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if one is more powerful or the other. It just depends on what you gravitate to. So for me, I mean, I put the master invocation in there because it's really uh, proper and it calls on every single order of the angels. So it's really nice to kind of get started that way. And I don't even know that one by heart because I kind of more create my invocations as I feel whatever the day requires, right? So, but the master invocation is so beautiful as an opening into the angelic world just to say, hello, I know you're there. Um, and, 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 you know, as you call on, you know, the creator and the archangels and the guardian angels and the virtues and the, and, and, um, and all of the other orders, you, you know, in a way start aligning yourself with those and energetically, if we're too not tuned into the angelic world, it's such a great way to get a quick, a quick dial up, but it doesn't stop there, then your work continues. Now, there's some other ways that we can connect to the angels, and you talk about singing, uh, which seems like that would be so appropriate because we think of angels always singing. Um, And then you also mentioned writing down requests. Are there certain uh, thoughts that you want to share around both of those protocols? Yeah, the reason why I talk about singing is that, you know, uh, maybe through prayer or maybe because I went to Catholic school for a year, what, what I noticed was that when people are praying, it's very rote. It's just Hail Mary. You know, it, there's not a lot of love or connection behind it. And so 
spirit really responds to, to, and the universe responds to your emotional body and your ability to kind of uh, project your feeling into the world. So I recommend that with invocation, you do whatever it takes so that you can actually feel connected to the words that you're saying and you bubble up this emotion inside of you. So a lot of times um, singing will help you feel something and will raise your frequency and get your body vibrating so that you're, you're more potent as a, as a, as a magician, as a magical human calling on these forces. So, um, so some people are singers, some people love singing, some people don't. Uh, you can even dance your invocation, whatever it takes for you to kind of get out of the status quo of your state and enter into a different field of, of the sacred. Um, and your second question was? Uh, it was around writing it down. Oh, yeah, writing it down. All of these things, even the singing and writing it down, it helps not necessarily spirit hear you as much, but it, it even though it does, what I love about this is that it helps you focus because our minds are kind of chattery and bouncy, especially these days. And so... So writing them down and really sitting and being really specific is part of the science of working on manifesting, no matter what tools that you're using, no matter what modalities you're using for manifesting. And I do find angels are master manifestors and can help the most amazing (laughs) manifestations happen. But, you know, it takes work on our side. We have to also do our part in focusing our mind in opening up the portal for these things to happen. So, you know, if I reflect on my my, my the miracle that happened for me I had an energy healing and energy clearing which was so essential and opening up the field to detox the crust that was kind of hanging out in my body for 35 years um, and then I was talking to them literally all day long they're the first uh, beings that I talked to in the morning when I woke, opened up my eyes and the last beings that I talked to when I go to sleep. And that still is the case. So um, being really specific, honing in on your intention. Um, and with regards to the 21 days, I do ask that you hone into an intention that you want the angels to start getting getting you to work for. My guest today is Corinne Grillo, and she's the author of The Angel Experiment and founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy, a trained psychotherapist, angel channel, healer, and teacher. She has helped thousands of people all over the world go from angel curious to angel powered. You can find out more about Corinne at CorinneGrillo.com. Again, the book is The Angel Experiment, and we'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? 
more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Angel signs won't always look like what you might expect them to look like. Sometimes they will be big and loud, but other times they will be subtle and soft. The key to being able to recognize those signs and to receive the angel's love and clear guidance as a result is to tap into your gut instincts and your subtle senses, also known as your intuition. We all have intuition, whether we're aware of it or not. Your intuition is like a muscle, and more. the more you flex it, the more that it grows. This is from Corinne Grillo's book, The Angel Experiment. It is uh, a book about angels that offers you a 21-day practice to allow you to connect more deeply uh, in invoking your angels. It supports you in having healing meditations that can heal and detox the heart, mind, body, and soul, and create a daily ritual of inviting your angels into your life so that you can have the support where you desire by the unseen. You can find out more about Corinne at CorinneGrillo.com. Welcome back, Corinne. I want to go back to what you were talking about in regard to the master invocation. And you spoke about different levels of angels, um, what what are their purposes in being different levels, and does it matter that we are calling in a certain type or a certain level of angel? Um, oh, that's a great question. So I put that in the book because I thought it was it was just a good foundational piece. However, if no one ever knew about the orders of angels, that would be fine too, because angels are listening to us, they're around us, and they're with us all the time. So different people are going to work with angels in different ways. And so I surely did not start, you know, learning this stuff from the books. I just started, you know, just playing, just playing in the field. So, um, so. So yes, but over over time, I have found that understanding it's more like understanding frequencies and 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 learning how to you know work with and call on some of the main some of the main um, main archangels. So I work with the archangels because they're kind of the the big cheeses, right? The like the the vice the VPs of the angel hierarchy. And so all the orders underneath them work underneath 
archangels. So, uh, and I was given some of this information actually when I was sitting in a, a grocery store uh, parking lot out in Palm Springs, and I was ta- I was calling on Arch- Archangel Michael, and I don't know exactly for what I was calling. I was just talking to him, and I started seeing this beam of light come down from the sun, and it was this giant beam, and it started stretching itself to where it was like halfway to planet Earth, and as it started coming down, it started widening and it looked like this big cone um and 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 as it continued to kind of almost touch the planet the cone got bigger and bigger and i saw at the top it was almost connecting with the sun was this head and i and i was you know told that this is our you know an apparition of archangel michael you know like a demonstrating something so i kept watching and as i watched the cone opened up and what into what looked like a robe and so it split in the middle and so in the middle all of these small beings these small angels started flying out and surrounding the planet so so how i interpreted that and what i was shown was that each archangel is like a ray and that inside as part of the archangel are the other orders of the angels so in archangel michael's case you know that he run he his his little army is called the the angels of mercy and and so and they you know go down they they battle darkness they help raise the vibes they help clear away entities energies quote unquote evil and and so each archangel kind of is the house of a variety of orders of angels of the lesser quote unquote angels, not that anything's lesser. It's all part of something. And, and I love how the, even, even Archangel Michael came out of the sun, meaning it's all part of God. It's just different emanations of God. Uh, so when it got too close to the planet, then the angels kind of broke up. So it's like, we're just, um, I, I just think there's a lot of mysterious um, information there about the different dimensions and who does what, but ultimately it all comes from source, all comes from God. It's interesting how, if we look at uh, television and entertainment, there is more and more that is being depicted that is um, of a spiritual nature, of a magical quality. Um, and a lot of a lot of shows are now depicting angels or uh, types of beings that can support. Do you feel like that's a way that angels are also making their presence more known to us? Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. I have especially noticed in children's shows some of the uh, messaging. Uh, that's coming through. But yes, I believe angels inspire all of our artists or many of our artists. They inspire our, our creatives. Um, they inspire our writers. And, and you know, I, 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 and I believe that they've done that for ages, you know, for forever. Uh, but spirit, you know, is always working through us. It, to me, it's just a matter of which spirit, which aspect of spirit you're going to allow through. Many of us are channeled for dark and our channels for dark energy, whether we know it or not, we're unconsciously channels. And so when people are unconsciously channels, they're not aware of their intuition, then they kind of like sign up for for other other agendas accidentally and these and you don't know it like so for me I was I was I think always maybe a gifted um, intuitive and but I didn't know it because we don't have that framework growing up so I ended up channeling because I had so much fear and so much trauma channeling a lot of dark energy which is why I in a sense had a death wish for most of my life because I was a dark channel for so long um, but when we become aware that we have a choice and we can channel the awesomeness channel the awesome channel 
channel, then we then be, become um, inspired and begin, we are able to be in, inspiring because of that. Now, you talked about uh, light being one way that you were able to connect with Archangel Michael. Are there other types of uh, methods that the angels use to get our attention? Oh, yeah. Not everybody's going to see like, you know, apparitions or anything like that. But angels will throw out a lot of synchronicities. Uh, The problem with synchronicities is that those are specifically the things that people think are coincidences. So, um, so synchronicities are things to pay attention to when you see when you're asking for a certain thing and then all of a sudden someone calls you and and talks about that exact subject and then you look in your Facebook news feed and there's a quote based on that exact topic those are synchronicities and those are little ways that um, little big ways that angels can communicate with us a lot of times they can even be more subtle meaning Thoughts, feelings, inspirations, dreams, things like that. So a lot of people assume that their thoughts are their own and they go, oh, that's a great idea, but that, that could never happen. And uh, in reality, spirit and the angels in particular are constantly trying to guide us into a life that feels free, that feels abundant, that feels um, that really comes into deeper alignment with who we are at a soul level so that we can, in a sense, activate our mission and begin fulfilling our purpose and mission. Uh, you talk a lot about feathers in there as well, and I know I see feathers all the time. Um, and also my own spiritual journey began seeing 1111 um, a gazillion times a day. Yeah. And you talk about recurring numbers as being part of that as well. I call that conversations with the universe, but I guess I'm talking to angels. So, <laughs> <laughs> Universe works. Universe works too. Just yeah. fill, it, fill in the blank, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, so as we are paying attention to uh, the things that are going on around us, uh, how can the power of nature support us in... Um, expanding that connection with angels. Yes. Well, uh, I think it's essential that humans become, um, come back to the consciousness of the planet and the fact that the planet is alive. It's an alive conscious being that works in harmony with spirit, works in harmony with the divine. And I think uh, many of us have had a split because a lot of the earth stuff was in a sense demonized. And so the so we've kind of assumed that the world was dead around us and it's not. So so nature, wow, works in tandem uh, with with angels. And when you start calling on the divine, what people often notice is maybe just when they're asking for something, a flock of birds flies right by them or a hummingbird comes and stares them directly in their face. And, you know, the more that you pay attention to how nature is, in a sense, orchestrated it. A lot in 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 synchronicity with the divine, the more beautiful life becomes. So, if you look at all the major prophets of the major religions, that each one talks about a powerful event that happens in nature, right? So Moses with his burning bush, um, uh, even the Buddha was enlightened under a bodhi, bodhi tree, uh, and Muhammad actually transcribed an angel came to him in a cave so so nature is bound with human uh, with humans and the more that we 
um, kind of invite this mystery in and start seeing uh, nature as yet another portal as the actual temple, the, the temple where the divine can, can move through. Um, the, the more that we do that, the more magic comes our way. Beautiful. So as individuals are going through the angel experiment, this is a 21-day uh, magical adventure to heal our lives. Can you give a, a bit of an overview of you know, what a day looks like? What, what is this practice that we are putting into place um, over the next 21 days? Okay, great. So first I have, uh, I guide people or I invite people to set up a little sacred space in their house. So they invite a little mini, mini altar, a little mini temple, a place of worship, if you will, inside of their home. And so we have you set an intention. And then each day, the process is really, we call them in, we invoke, we activate our own magic, we call them into our space. And each day has a specific specific energy and so or specific um yeah specific energy so i think day one is opening up to the field of miracles so we have an invocation around that around opening up your heart mind and life to miracles and then the next phase is i walk you through a meditation which is essentially a energy healing because it's i feel like you have to have the energy healing along with this stuff so that your body can be a, a, a channel for the light and you can start decrusting and detoxing. So then there's a specific meditation that I was guided to give uh, to the to the people. And then we work <coughs> also with downloads. Uh, we work uh, in clearing any unconscious beliefs that may be blocking you from really surrendering to love and to the miraculous field of awesome. And so, uh, so I give you, we do a little belief clearing and connect you with beliefs that are amazing. And these beliefs get dropped down into the subconscious mind. So it's nothing you have to like, oh, I'm going to do affirmations two hours a day. We just kind of, spirit is able to connect you with this at, at a soul level, at a heart level, and in the deeper parts of our mind. Beautiful. And I noticed you have within here, um, you actually have audio meditations that are available for individuals so they can either read the meditation that you have listed here or you actually guide them through. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people, you know, uh, may, you know, feel better when they're actually being guided. So I included those, those audios for those people who, who just prefer a little guiding voice there. Mm. And the affirmations after they're stated out loud with, uh, because each, each day is assigned to a different archangel or a different, uh, combo type of theme. Yes. Yes. Uh You have everything from divine understanding to releasing worry or surrendering shame, harmony, gratitude, protection, courage, a lot of different themes that we all deal with, uh, in our, in our human condition and in raising that up. Um, so that, that asking that invocation, those downloads, for example, miracles are real. I know how to be a powerful witness of miracles. We are really almost retraining ourselves on the multidimensional levels that we have. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's the good news. So, so because we can do that because we have the medicine for that. We can recreate how the foundation of how we view the world, which is so cool. Uh, but yeah, most of us are born in and inherited a lot of 
a lot of old ways of thinking, if we, if anyone studied epigenetics, we actually literally uh, inherit, inherit some of the trauma from our ancestors and the limiting beliefs about abundance and life and all of these things. So uh, we're in working with spiritual healing, divine healing, or energy healing, we can recreate these things and uh, clear out the old stuff and in with the new. Beautiful. Archangel Michael, he who is like God. Archangel Michael's the warrior. He's a fierce protector who helps with guidance on our life purpose. He can powerfully clear negative emotions and fear-based energy. He's been mentioned in the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran. The most famous legend of Archangel Michael is when he defeated Satan. He is the archangel to call on if you feel in need of protection or help confronting your inner demons, anxieties, fear-based entities, or anything that means you harm. His main tool is a magnificent sword of light, as well as his army of angels, his band of mercy. He's a master cord cutter and clearer of all energy that leads to the feeling of separation from source. His main message is you are eternally safe. So I invite you to call on Archangel Michael to get your copy of The Angel Experiment and go through your own 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. My guest has been Corinne Grillo. You can find out more about her at CorinneGrillo.com. Definitely check it out and utilize this precious time that we have where you are at home to really deepen more inside your own physical body home with some sacred practice. My guest next week is Sue Monk Kidd, and we're going to be talking about the Book of Longings. So I hope you'll join me. Thank you so much, Corinne Grillo, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.